0: Today's episode is in celebration of National K9 Veterans Day. To learn more about K9 Veterans Day, go to vaclaimsinsider.com slash blog where we have a fantastic article of the brief history of military dogs, what they do, and a few amazing stories of K9 heroes. We'll also put a link to the article in the description below. So happy reading and thank you for listening to Mill Spouse House. Back, Mill Spouses, to Mill Spouse House. We're happy to have you today. I'm Erin. And I'm Molly. And I realized that I've just started to introduce us, like, but you know, maybe some of you all are new, or maybe you yeah. can't tell who's who <laughs> when we talk. <laughs> I
1: know. And it, if you're wondering too, because I know you can't see us, but we do have a picture. I'm the one with the curly hair. Whenever there's two people talking on a podcast I always like to know who's who to kind of match their voices with how they look. I don't know it's just so like a visual true. thing for me I guess.
0: <laughs> no I completely agree because I'm a big crime junkie podcast fan and for the longest time I thought they were flipped like I thought Brit was Ashley and Ashley was Brit in terms of the picture. Like I saw a picture and I was like oh that one's that one that one's that one but no. So yeah, I totally get what you're saying. So I'm Aaron with the brown dark hair and Molly has the curly hair. Well, anyways, so today we are recording, let's see, it's the 10th where I am, but this episode will air on the 14th. So yes, we have changed our days to Mondays. And the 13th is actually K9 Veterans Day. That's so cool. I that know. they give them their own day. I know it's truly amazing and I just am in awe by not only our K9 service members but also their handlers. We got an opportunity last year to kind of watch a demonstration with the K9 dogs here and their handlers and it was totally amazing blew me away and i know that it was only a small peek into what these dogs are actually capable of these dogs can sniff out bombs they can find bodies they can do all sorts of just amazing amazing things and I just want to say thank you to all of our K nine active duty and veterans out there. We thank you for your service here at Mill Spouse House. I just did a quick
1: Google search because I was super curious to see how many active duty mm. canines there were right now. And there are 2,700. Wow. Over, sorry, over 2,700 active military service dogs. And it is estimated that each dog saves 150 to 200 human lives over the course of their service.
0: That is incredible. Isn't it? That is amazing. And the bond between a handler and a canine service member has to be just unlike any other. And I was just researching a little bit about service dogs in the military. And I found this organization called mission 9 rescue.org and i'll drop the link in our description but they are an organization that rehomes retired service dogs and let me just read you their mission so they are based in houston texas and they are a 501c3 charitable organization they were founded in 2013 and they say We provide assistance and support for working dogs worldwide. Our organization's purpose for existence is to serve retiring and retired military working dogs, contract working dogs, and other dogs who serve, as they may fit into our mission and scope. As of December 2021, we have rescued over 1,100 working dogs from every corner of the world. And we've reunited over 540 working dogs with their former handlers. That gives me the chills. If you want to cry
1: at a video, go search that on YouTube. (laughs) Those get me almost even more than the
0: coming home videos. (laughs) It's amazing. I I can't believe that they are able to reunite so many heroes and... That is just amazing. They've also paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in veterinary care for these hero dogs. So if you want to go donate to this organization, we'll drop the link in our description. If you are also interested in adopting a retired service dog that has worked in the military, they also have an application for that as well. And I also have other organizations on a list here that are connecting service dogs with vets who need them. So just to name a few, these are Service Dog Veteran Charities. So there's Pets for Vets, MK9S Service Dogs, Guardian Angels Medical Service Dogs, Healing for Heroes, Working Dogs for Vets, Simper Canine Assistance Dogs, Southeastern Guide Dogs, Patriot Paws, and Needs, Inc. And a lot of these organizations connect veterans who need service dogs with their best match. And these organizations also use dogs as therapy and helping vets kind of rehabilitate themselves. And so for those service dogs, we thank you as well. I love thanking dogs. I know
1: there's probably a lot listening too. Think about it. Yeah. Is your your dog's usually right under your feet.
0: I know, like VACI is a big dog loving family, and our marketing team last weekend we shared pictures of all of our dogs. I love it, and I and I feel like dogs are so important to military families because you have that companionship through all your moves. And even after a long deployment, like, what is better than getting your dog jumping and welcoming you home? Because there's just a special connection between humans and dogs that's unlike any other. Like, I have a cat. I love my cat. My cat, like, only loves me, slightly likes my husband. (laughs) That's the thing about cats. (laughs) Yeah, wants nothing to do with anyone else. She holds a grudge. Like, but my dog is just always so grateful and happy to see me and if it wasn't for jacks being in korea would have been so difficult like just would have been i don't know i can't even imagine it like i can't imagine doing any of this journey without without my pets here yeah, it would have been very absolutely. lonely
1: so we did have a dog but unfortunately when we moved to california from michigan We made a very tough choice to leave her with my parents because she is, well, she's almost 14 now and she's moved so many places. I think we counted one time and she's lived in 10 different places because she was a military dog. She grew up with my husband because it was my husband's dog. So I got her in the marriage. She lived with my husband when he was a senior in college and then she moved back in with his parents. And then I wanted to live on my own, but didn't feel comfortable living on my own. So then I took her when I was a senior in college. Then she made the trip down to New Orleans and she got me through two deployments, one pregnancy. And then we made the trip all the way back to Michigan, but then lived in two places in Michigan. So, I mean, she's been all over the place, but my parents have two dogs and she's really part of the pack because we had her obviously when we lived there. And so she got really, really comfortable with my parents' two dogs And she's the oldest of all of them. And she's like the elder. It's really cute, but she's, she's still full of energy. She's still kicking and she's happy. But yeah, that was probably the hardest decision when we moved out to California was we knew that that would, it would, that would have probably cut her lifespan. And Mm -hmm. we, we knew that, you know, she would do better with my parents. And then also we knew with the townhouse that we lived in, well, both places here and before we moved, it was on the second floor. And so the stairs and the constant stairs would really oh. have been hard on her hips because she's a lab. So her hips. Yeah. So black lab, actually.
0: Molly, <laughs> yeah, you have to lab. send me a picture so I can show all of our friends listening. I, will. I, I will. my jaw dropped because my dog is a black lab, German shepherd. And I had no idea. Black labs have such a a unique personality like they are just so happy and lovable and goofy and so goofy. oh my gosh you
1: know what you know what video we should post um in the stories is my husband's coming home video both times we recorded it and because she just she just went nuts and we knew she was gonna go nuts and the the second deployment was was equally as cute because I am massively pregnant <laughs> standing right next to him. So so we'll we'll definitely throw those up in the story if I can. I'm almost positive they're on my laptop somewhere. So I'll go dig dig for those and we can we can share them. But yeah. But also like if you have a military dog, post them. I always had this really cool harness. I think I got it off of Amazon, but it was like a military harness. It was well, it was just like camouflaged, but I got it because it matched my husband's camo and it had said so like US Navy and she was i mean still is a very trained dog i mean she grew up with my husband so there yeah. <laughs> she didn't have a choice but she was you know so she was very well minded and everyone thought that she was like an actual service dog yeah my dog actually has
0: one and he has a private rank Cause you know, we're an army family, Um, but, but he, he got demoted to a fuzzy last (laughs) week because he was not behaving. Oh my gosh. That's too funny. He loves wearing it too. He goes crazy when I, I'm the only one that can put it on him because if my husband does it, he'll like submissive pee or excited pee, whichever one you want to call it. (laughs) Like only when my husband does it, not when I do it. He like puts it on and then he'll start prancing around the room.
1: (laughs) Gosh. Yeah. We have very similar dogs. (laughs) Yep. She would always excited pee and she would do, do circles. I don't know. Does he spin circles? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she would like rip around furniture and everything. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We have such funny videos of my, of my oldest daughter, just belly laughing at her because she was just ripping around the, you know, our living room and, doing circles and oh my gosh she had so much energy so much energy (laughs) still has energy at 14 (laughs) my parents still send videos like this dog is not aging (laughs) you know (laughs) she's just still ripping around but no so that was that was hard so I I sympathize with anyone that PCS is and has to leave their best friend behind because oh it it tore us apart We find comfort in that we made the right decision because I was also pregnant and I knew that it was going to be really, really hard to have the baby, my toddler and the dog in a place where we can't just like open up the door and let her out. Mm -hmm. You know, if we had like a house with a fenced in backyard, that would be a different story. But we knew that we weren't going to have that here in California. So we knew it was going to be something really hard. And my husband was afraid, you know, of me taking all of them out while he was at work and you know it stuff happens dogs have a mind yeah. of their own being pulled down you know late in pregnancy so we, we really thought long and hard I mean it took us weeks to make the decision
0: it's a huge but. decision I mean even thinking about you know coming to Korea we had decided to get Jacks maybe even like a week before we knew we were coming here so he was a puppy and it was kind of like ah how do I do this? But yeah. you know, there's a lot of people who have to make that decision and there's no shame coming f- from us. If you have to make that decision, you have to make that decision. You have to do what's right for your family, but you also have to do what's right for the dog. And mm-hmm. especially Molly with an older dog, you know, she probably bonded with your parents and is very happy there. Oh, she is. Know? Yeah. 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 And talking about going to Korea, it can be a traumatic experience for your pet. And I just mm-hmm. want to be very open and honest about that. I literally have so many gray hairs from that experience because it was stressful for me. It was stressful for my husband. It was stressful on the pets. And there's a few things that you do need to know before you decide to move your animals to another country across the world. And that's not a decision that you should take lightly. It's something you should sit down and really have conversations about and think about because every country is different. And I just wanna throw that out there as well. Our experience in Korea is our experience. It was also our experience during a pandemic, which also was a little bit different. And it's gonna be different than say, if you're going to Germany or Italy, Or even Hawaii, because I'm pretty sure, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure Hawaii has a longer quarantine time for your animals. So when you take your pet to another country, you have to quarantine those pets for a certain amount of time in most countries. For Korea, it was two weeks, but where we had the pandemic and we were quarantined at the same time, we actually got to quarantine with our pets, which wasn't amazing because we were in a barracks room. But if those of you, yeah, I I think I've told that story before, but yeah, awful. But I was grateful that my pets got to be with me after such a long flight and long experience. But in some countries, they have to quarantine away from you for long periods of time. And so you kind of have to decide, is your pet up for that journey? Yeah. and if they're not then you need to make that decision for them but if but if they are then by all means bring them along i mean my pets rebounded really fast i was more concerned about my cat honestly cuz she's older and she's not too old i mean she's about 8 now but she just holds a grudge you know like she i just didn't know how well she would rebound after that long trip they're so comfortable now you would never know that they they were ever in cargo for like 22 hours there's also certain rules for dogs so our dog has german shepherd in him and while he has the personality of a lamb he looks like a big black german shepherd he has the ears he's big like he you know he just does and so in korea having dogs as pets is a very new thing our realtor told us that it started back in the 80s And they love their little dogs. The little white dogs. Those are their favorites. And so they're very used to smaller animals. And so our dog can be very intimidating. And the law right now is that he has to be muzzled for his breed. I don't walk him because we live off base. And I don't walk him because... He's strong. So it makes me nervous. And also I know that the local people in my neighborhood are afraid of him. So if for some reason he got off his leash, like I-, I just think it would be like a horrible scenario. So we always take him to the dog park on the air base that we live next to just because it makes everyone feel more comfortable. Right. <laughs> but you definitely have to be knowledgeable of is your dog even allowed in that country? Is your dog even allowed to, like, be out on the street? Does your dog have a good temperament that if someone did come up to your dog, are they going to be aggressive or well-behaved or anything? We definitely went through six weeks of training before we took Jax on the plane over here. Could have used a little bit more. Not going to (laughs) lie. But... lab (laughs) and the German German, Shepherd probably (laughs) yeah we had to prepare him a little bit just to be able to maintain composure as we were going through the airport and also you know while we live off base in Korea and he's a great dog he does really well but I would encourage you to definitely look up your country's laws and how they feel about dogs and pets and another Big piece of advice i will say is that snub nose dogs cannot fly they they just have a high death rate unfortunately and it must be like the altitude and their and they're like
1: what type of dogs?
0: snub nose so like yeah they, they, like, they won't be accepted okay. on those flights because they just cannot handle it and it's yeah. so that's another big thing that you have to think about if you're like in the market for looking for a dog but you might go with your service member to another country, I'd really think about what type of dog kit you're going to get. Yeah. I did not even, I did not even know that. I didn't
1: think about that. We've always been, I grew up with labs and goldens and my husband, you know, same thing, labs and goldens. So we, we haven't really researched any other, (laughs) we don't know much about any other breed, but no, that's, that's definitely good to know.
0: Yeah, and we were lucky that we found a Facebook group called Flying Pets Korea. So get on Facebook and see if there is a group for that. Because there's a guy who lives here that runs a service of flying pets back and forth for military families. Very expensive, but you got to think about like that is a lot of work. To get a pet over here but he had a lot of great advice and great tips and it was a great community for people to talk to each other because also sometimes these pets are coming without their owners so you have to have someone to pick them up and everything because you know it's not guaranteed that your pet's gonna have a seat on your flight or maybe your service member is going but you are coming after that happened to One of our neighbors, her husband was already here, but she decided to move here too. But she came later. Since they had two dogs, they used this service to fly them over. And um, we were lucky enough that both of our pets got a seat on our military flight. But that is not always the case. And you also have to think about, is your pet going to be accepted on the flight While you're in America, we flew out of Cincinnati, but I can't remember where our layover was. But then we ended up in Seattle and then we land in Japan and then we go to Korea. And with our dog being bigger, they only accept up to a certain size dog for Delta is who we flew with while we were in the States. And so we had to make sure we had a kennel that was small enough for Delta but big enough for the international flight. And you have to get a specific type of kennel for them to even be allowed. And the kennel has to be tall enough for them to stand up in without their ears touching. And it has to be wide enough for them to be able to turn around. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. There's so much that goes into
1: that. Yeah. I would definitely need that Facebook group (laughs) and do days and days of research to figure... Figure that out. (laughs) That's just one thing added to the mill spouse. I mean, yes, the service member can definitely help, but you know, if you're dividing and conquering, it's probably going to fall on the mill spouse because the because the (laughs) service member has so much to do on their part. But yeah, that's again one of the things that you need to check off your list prior to moving. So definitely give yourself enough time if you have this coming up set aside some time to research and figure out yeah even the the kennel size because you know you said small enough for delta but big enough for the international that's just yeah that's crazy and
0: and the great part is is that exchanges do have the airline friendly kennels so you, they are available they go fast during pcs season though so make sure that if you're getting a dog. I would go ahead and purchase the kennel personally. But a couple more things on that, since we are on the topic of PCSing with your pet, make sure their vaccinations are obviously up to date. And before you PCS out of the country, you will have to get them microchipped. And this is for everyone's benefit. It's just a small little injection. The pets don't even know that they're getting it. If you're starting those moves, I would recommend getting an accordion folder and start putting every single piece of paperwork of your pet in that folder because you're also gonna take it to a military installation to be checked out by their vets there. So it's best if you have all of that paperwork, make sure you have it. Absolutely. So yeah, if you all have any questions or you wanna hear more about how to PCS with your pets or you wanna share your pet stories and videos just hit us up. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Don't forget to follow. Yeah. And definitely
1: check Instagram. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to try and find those, those coming home videos and uh,
0: I'll, I'll post them up there. From our house to yours, have a great day. And thank you again to our K nine service veterans. Bye everyone. Bye. Do you or someone you love deserve a higher VA rating? Here at VA Claims Insider, we can help. Take advantage of a free VA claim discovery call with an experienced team member. Learn what you've been missing so you can finally get the disability rating and compensation you've earned for your service. Book now by going to vacifree30.com. Remember, you served, you deserve.